0: Intelligence, energising your email marketing with Kate Barrett, brought to you by eFocus Marketing. Hi and welcome to another episode of Intelligence. I'm Kate Barrett, the founder of eFocus Marketing, a specialist email marketing agency helping companies to use email more intelligently. Now, for this episode of the Intelligence podcast, we've got another masterclass for you, where I'll be digging down into a specific area of email marketing to help you increase your results. So today, I wanted to talk to you all about data. Having an in-depth understanding of what data you have in your business, where it is, how it's used, and why it's collected, is imperative to creating a solid email marketing strategy that works for you. Whether you're in a marketing department doing it all for yourselves, or maybe you're fortunate enough to have access to a specific data team and analysts who can dig through that wealth of information available to your business, as a marketer, You need to have an insight into your current data situation so that you can use it to inform what you do now, what you're able to do next, and how you advance your strategy. I really can't stress it enough. You need to take the power in your business and understand your data in order to drive your strategy forward and increase your results. But it's easier said than done, right? Until we have access in a meaningful format to the data we collect, we collect the right data and have the capacity to disseminate it into a layout that we can actually use to identify different types of customers, where they are on their journey and what they need, we're gonna struggle to really increase the relevancy on our campaigns past a basic level. So. In this episode, what I want to do is really start to look at how we can break it down and start to understand your current data situation to put the power back into your hands. So the first step is to understand what I like to call your data pyramid. And I'm gonna put this into a picture for you so that you can visualize it in the show notes. And there's also a free download that goes alongside this to help you create a data audit. So just visit e-focusmarketing.com forward slash e forward slash episode 16, and you will find the show notes and a link to the download for this episode as well, and I'll remind you of that link a little bit later on. So, in your data pyramid, there are five main types of data each representing specific information that you're probably accumulating in your business. And if you're not, that you might want to look at so you can build that really solid and well-rounded data picture. So let's start at the bottom of the pyramid. At the bottom of the pyramid, we've got known data. So this is data that's collected directly from asking your subscribers for information. So this could include details such as their preferences and interests. It could also include demographic data, who your buyer is, their date of birth, their address, their name, education, income, all of those types of pieces of information. Could also include firmographic data, so information used to categorise organisations such as where they're located geographically, the number of clients they have, the type of organisation they are, industry they're in, size, etc. Now, the thing is with known data that you've got to be careful with it. The reason that it's at the bottom of the pyramid is because it's the information that most of us have but it's also the most unreliable in the long term, but the most accurate and valuable in the short term. So let me talk you through an example. Consider this, you're a home improvement company and when someone signs up to your emails, you ask them if they're planning on renovating their bathroom. Now, you might be able to ascertain that piece of information, by other data, and we'll come back to that in just a minute. But you may also ask them on sign up if they plan to renovate their bathroom in the next six months, and they answer yes. Or perhaps the next three to six months, six to 12 months, having some timeframes on there. Now, this is really valuable information that you may not have otherwise known about, or certainly you wouldn't have got the time frame for, which is a really specific piece of information. But... Whilst you're in that time frame and they're looking for that bathroom and they're doing that renovation, that's where, in the short term, this data is massively valuable. But once that time frame has passed or they've completed that renovation, that data quickly becomes out of date. And the emails that you're sending recommending new bathroom suites for example based on that answer soon become unwanted and most likely annoying to the consumer so that's why it's really valuable in the short term but not so much in the long term unless you keep it updated unless you keep building on that data and we're going to talk about how you can collect that data in a little while. And I also have another episode coming up for you specifically about collecting known data. So listen out for that one. Moving up the data pyramid, we've got cultural data next. So this is data that relates to the differences in cultural norms and surrounds your wider pieces of information. It connects different products together by category, by type, by relevance, upsell, cross-sell options, for example. Or It helps you to know what types of products and services are most relevant to people in different areas of the country or around the world. So, for example, supermarkets use this a lot. The products that they advertise and which are attractive to people in Scotland versus England or London specifically versus Edinburgh will be slightly different depending on specific regions, tastes and trends. And of course, this happens around the world as well with different countries and the different cultures and trends and tastes that we have around the world there. Crossing over between your known data and your cultural data is psychographic data. So this refers to personality and emotions based on the behavior of your subscriber. And it's linked into purchase choices. So attitudes, lifestyle, hobbies, risk aversion, personality, leadership traits, magazines they read, TV programs they watch, all of those types of pieces of information about their lives. So it tells you more about the why behind your subscriber and why they might be interacting or purchasing. Then, moving up the pyramid again, Next up is contextual data. So this includes information about what's happening for the subscriber right now, such as where they live geographically or where they are geographically, because that might change depending on travel circumstances, what devices they're using to open their email, the current weather conditions, time of day, And you can use real-time content where sections of your email are changed and personalized at the moment a subscriber opens the email. Now, that could feature things such as live weather forecasts, countdown timers, maps to local stores. All of these things will change depending on the contextual data. It could include live polls and results, trackers for delivery, live social media feeds, So for example, if you're a retailer with multiple shops on the high street around the country, you might include a map in your content showing the location of the shop closest to the subscriber at the point at which they open the email. So using geo-targeting, that map would change within the same email if the subscriber opened it again and they were then in a different part of the country, for example, it would then show the nearest store to their current location. Again, moving up the pyramid, we then have behavioral data. So as we go up the pyramid, our data is getting stronger and stronger and more and more important. So we have behavioral data. Tracking subscriber behavior on your website, for example, using a dropped pixel or cookie tracking can give you a wealth of information about what your prospect needs right now. So products that they're browsing, categories, subcategories, individual products, blog posts they've read, videos they've watched, other actions that they've taken. These are all telling you what they are actively looking for right now. So if somebody is browsing your FAQs, they're telling you that they're looking for more help. If they're looking at multiple products, but of the same type, they're trying to choose what's right for them. If they're browsing multiple categories, they might be looking for inspiration. This can also be as simple as identifying the lead magnet that they chose when they signed up. So what was the incentive that they came in through? For example, did they come in through a first order discount? Free download. If it came in through a free order discount, it might show they're a little bit more price sensitive. A free download? What was the type of free download? It'll tell you what kinds of content delivery they like. It'll tell you what kinds of subjects they're looking for right now. So all of this is gonna give you an abundance of information about what the customer's interested in and what they're doing right now. And don't forget, it's not just your website. It's what they're doing on social media, through other marketing channels that you're able to track and bring that data in. What they're doing through their email marketing. What are they opening? What are they clicking on? All of that data comes together to tell you what they need now. Then at the top of the pyramid, We have your purchase data. So this includes information such as what, when, and how many times they've purchased from you previously. All of this data in your pyramid so far is quantitative data. And I always struggle with saying that word, so stick with me. (laughs) Quantitative data that will come from a variety of sources in your business. Data you've collected, data you've tracked, And data that you've created through analysis, through linking it together. And with that analysis, you could use artificial intelligence, machine learning. You could use your data analyst teams to show you a connection between those pieces of quantitative data. You'll also have a range of qualitative data from sources such as focus groups, user experience studies, surveys, net promoter score if you're using it, customer service feedback, social media, and all of that helps you to identify the type of prospect that they are, what they need from you right now and how you can best help them. And your qualitative data helps you identify their voice to be able to speak in their tone, in their language so you can truly connect with them. All of this data is most useful when you can create a single customer view. So where you've got all that data that you hold brought together, stored in one place, consolidated into a single easy to use and read format in your database and data pulled from all different sources. A true single customer view means being able to use all of this data in a meaningful way to create a fuller, more personalized picture of the customer and their journey so that you can improve future interactions with customers, provide more targeted, cohesive experiences through greater insight into their behavior, their interactions, and hopefully an omni-channel marketing strategy. And we've had a previous episode about omni-channel that you can catch up on now. You can also go one step further with these individual pieces of data. So like we said, some of you may have data teams, some of you might be using technology like AI, and it's gonna help you to bring it together to understand the connections between that data. Now, a lot of you are gonna have been using artificial intelligence for some degree for many years. When you're A-B split testing, for example, and you allocate a winner automatically based on open or click rate, for example, that's a form of machine learning and artificial intelligence in action. But here for personalization, we want to take it to the next level. And in a more advanced strategy, use that technology to analyze the data from our pyramid and come up with content products, services, suggestions based on the amalgamation of many different data points, and what's likely to be the next best action for that specific individual. So opportunities for artificial intelligence in email could include things like creating ready-made reports that tell you exactly what the data means that you get back from your campaign. So doing some of that, perhaps manual analysis for you automatically automating tasks and sending campaigns based on predictive technology, analyzing content, trending data, user behavior and more to understand your users and deliver those personalized experiences to them. Send those product and service recommendations based on their individual needs and learning what works and what doesn't work faster than a human ever could and speeding up testing process exponentially So we've got products like Phrasee that allow you to do artificial intelligence testing on your subject lines, for example. And I know that 99.9 times or whatever the specific figure is, they are gonna win in terms of being able to predict the tone, the language, the sentiment, all of those different aspects that go into creating those subject lines and help you to improve getting people into your emails. Once you understand what data you have in your pyramid, you can start to investigate the quality of it. What's missing that you'd like to have or need to have and how you can better analyze that data so that you can add to your email marketing strategy going forward and know how to fix any gaps. So conducting a data audit can be really useful here. And this is an exercise that at eFocus Marketing, we do regularly with our clients to help them gain clarity. So, as I mentioned earlier, there's a free cheat sheet that goes along with this episode that you can download that's going to help you to create your data audit. Visit e-focusmarketing.com forward slash intelligence forward slash episode 16 to download your copy now. e energizing your email marketing with Kate Barrett, brought to you by e-focus marketing. Pick up a copy of Kate's book, e email marketing isn't dead the way you're using it is on Amazon now. Conducting a data audit allows you to create a clear view of what you've got right now in your business and what's available for your email and general marketing activities, as well as how it's currently being used or not used as the case may be what you have in your business that's not currently accessible to you, so it's there, but you can't get to it. Perhaps it's not in that single customer view. Perhaps it's not feeding through into your email service provider. So if you can identify this and understand what else is in your business, you can plan how you can get access to that data if you want to use it in the future. And I'm always surprised when I do this with clients and we do this with with clients as I said quite regularly, They don't realize necessarily what data is in their business, particularly businesses that are slightly larger, have multiple different teams. They don't necessarily have visibility as to what's available or perhaps they know that data is there, but they think it's not available to them or wouldn't be useful to them. But actually, they find that it will be and it helps to link into their strategy in the future. And the third point is to identify what you don't currently have that you may need. So all of this is going to allow you to create a much better marketing strategy an email marketing strategy specifically that puts your customers at the heart of everything that you do and allows you to have a better understanding of who they are, what they need and when. Now, you can be as in-depth or as high level as you want with this activity. And depending on your business needs, the data audit cheat sheet that I've put together to accompany this episode will outline all of the questions you need to ask yourself to start building that view of your data dictionary. So you can go and get that download now, but let me just quickly recap what those questions are if you don't have access to the download or perhaps you just want to get started right now. So the first question you need to ask yourself is what data do you currently have and where is it stored in your business? List out all the data you currently collect from your subscribers, that you track from different places, or that you analyze and put together from different sources. These are your data fields. And think about the data fields that you have across each level of the data pyramid and list that down as well. Now in the cheat sheet, you've also got a spreadsheet that's gonna help you to start laying all this out to make it a little bit easier for you. The second question to ask yourself is to start to think about where that data then that you have that list of. And that list of data fields could be 10. It could be 10,000. It depends on the size of your business. But it is so important. I'm just going to stress this again. It's so important to understand every piece of data you have, what it is, where it is, how it's being used, and how you can use it going forward. And then you can identify gaps. So, The next step is to identify where that data is found in your business. Are you currently collecting data in other areas of the business that are not currently linked into your subscriber list? If you are, why isn't it available to email marketing? Could it be made available? Do you need it to be made available? Make a list of all those different sources and systems of data within your business. So your ESP, email service provider, your CRM system, your customer relationship management system, Perhaps you are a physical retailer and have that element to your business and you have point of sale software, POS software, your website software, other marketing channels and any other systems that are connected into your business. Speak to other departments, get a clear picture of all the data that's available and where it's stored. Then for the third step, figure out which pieces of data you're currently using in your campaigns and how. So list out how it's currently being used, whether that's to create segments, personalize your campaigns, trigger emails, how are you using it? Or if you've identified pieces of information already that you're not using, how could you use it in your business going forward? then prioritize the data that you have. So different pieces of data are gonna be more valuable than others in your business. So for example, a first name is less valuable than understanding a customer's last purchase and the data that comes around that. So it's important for you just to get a clear view of the most to the least important. Now, once you've mapped out the data that's currently in your business, you need to start identifying what you might additionally need or want and how you go about accessing it. So think about what you're missing that you need to have. What would be critical to fulfill your plans going forward? What would you like to have? So if you could get it, it would be nice, but it's not essential, but it would enhance your plans going forward. Then based on those two elements, think about why you don't currently have the information you need. Are you not collecting it? And if so, how could you be collecting it going forward? Are you not tracking it? And if so, how could you be tracking it? Are you not analyzing it? And if so, what resources or technology do you need in order to analyze it? Okay, so think about how you're gonna get that data. Now, the answers to all of those questions are gonna help you to identify each of the problems and how to create a plan to go forward to start collecting, tracking or analyzing that data, but also allow you to really view what you've got in your business. And that's gonna start triggering ideas of how you can take your strategy to the next level, how you can optimize what you're currently doing and how you can add to it to fulfill key areas around the email marketing life cycle. And again, there's an episode coming up that's going to break down the email marketing lifecycle for you. So I highly recommend that you listen to that one when it becomes live after you've listened to this episode. When you do all of this, you're going to start to identify data that you can use to better segment, personalize and trigger your email marketing and other marketing campaigns to a much more advanced and useful extent for your subscribers and help them move through that journey with you when you leave this episode, I want you to go and grab that download, work through those initial questions and start to map out your data dictionary. Take control. Go to e-focusmarketing.com forward slash intelligence forward slash episode 16 and you'll find a link to the download. Like I said, you can go as in-depth or as high level with it as you want. The download's going to give you a starting point for that. But as you start to build out that data dictionary, add in additional fields of supplementary information and commentary on those pieces of data that you collect or don't or what you'd like, what you're missing and how they can connect together. So... That's it for today's masterclass. That was a lot of information I know. Thank you for sticking with me. I hope you found it useful and it's given you that starting point to analyze your data. However big or small your company is, I urge you to do this data audit. Even if you have that data team, you need to take charge. Find your marketing power. And that comes from understanding your data. Then you can start asking for more powerful data insights to add to your data dictionary and empower your campaigns. And don't forget, when you understand your data, you can make better decisions, create a better strategy and have a better chance of fighting for more resources and budget to support your plans. Everything is connected and everything starts with your data. Whether you want to create a new strategy area, drive the business forward with that, or help get campaigns implemented, your data is going to drive everything. So join me for the next episode where I'm going to be talking about how you can start to use this data to identify your customer lifecycle so that you can send the right message to the right person at the right time around that journey. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever podcast provider you're listening through. And follow us on YouTube for more video-based content and find eFocus marketing on all the socials. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Intelligence. Energising your email marketing with Kate Barrett. Head to our website for downloads and show notes: e-focusmarketing.com/slash-eintelligence.